What's going on, everybody? Happy Thanksgiving. We are coming to you with a turkey edition of Leadership Lean In Podcast. We hope that you are having a fantastic Thanksgiving so far. We thought we'd throw in a bonus edition. We're just clarifying here. This is not episode number 56. This is the turkey edition of Leadership Lean In, the podcast. Only releasing audio, by the way. We're not, we're not letting the YouTubers... The YouTube leaners, they, they can't see us today. It's a day not to be seen. It's a day to eat turkey. Juan, what do you, what do you have in today? What do you, what's on the menu? I'm going to have uh, some turkey and uh, a little bit of Sprite on the side. <laughs> Just turkey and Sprite. Yeah, I'm a very, I'm a the, you're a single man. I'm a single, simple man. You're a single, <laughs> <laughs> Turkey and Sprite. Nate Dog, what are you having? Uh, what I'm most excited for, mashed potatoes. Oh, I love go good to. mashed potatoes. Yes. If they're good. Yes, they have to be elevated a little bit. Yeah, a little elevated. The cheese. The Something's got to get in there. Yes, Yeah. absolutely. And pie, you're a pie guy. Your wife makes the greatest pies yes, in the world. the best pies. She's mixing it up. What's she doing? Usually she does an apple pie. Yep. She's going lemon meringue okay. and key lime. I was going to say, her key lime pie is to die for. Unbelievable. There's no one in the world that makes a better key lime pie in my my personal opinion, but from Juan, Nate Dog, and myself, our family, our friends, we love you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for sharing about it. I see all the posts. It just means the world. People are sharing it and uh, getting the word out about leadership. We love the message of leadership. We love the subject of leadership. And we're leaning in just to get a little bit better. I thought it would be appropriate on this Thanksgiving Day to talk about our 10 thankful affirmations so I'm going to walk through all 10 of them. And um, here's the first one. Number one, I'm thankful for today. I'm thankful. We're alive. This Thanksgiving is better than last Thanksgiving. Last Thanksgiving, we were kind of shut down here in Los Angeles. <laughs> it was not the... We were still thankful in our spirits. But even then, we couldn't even go into restaurants with masks on. It was, right. it was, so we're much more thankful this year. I am thankful for all that God has planned for me. I think one of the keys to being a great leader is to have foresight. You know, great leaders can see before anybody else sees. Great leaders speak before anybody else speaks. Something about having that foresight. And I think uh, part of having a mindset of gratitude is going, I know there's a great plan ahead. Mm. I know that, you know, we, we talk about this term, the best is yet to come. But you got to really live with that sense that, man, something's just about right. to happen. Something, there's something just around the corner. There's just that attitude of thankfulness for the future. The next one, I am thankful for the way God created me. I write about this and help I work with people. You know, one of the whole, that we've, we've dedicated a chapter to this. Awkward is a gift. Right. Your, your awkward is your genius, right. you know, your contrast. Good. Everybody's trying to fit in, but I think it's good that you stand out a little bit. Like, you know, I am the way that I am. I talk the way that I talk. I dress the way that I dress. I don't want to be like everybody else. I'm really thankful for the way God made me. Mm. And, you know, I, I think you guys both feel the same. You guys are both very confident individuals, Juan. And, and by the way, it was great to see you guys on the uh, pre-post show. Oh, God. For Zoe Church last yes. week. Yes, a lot but of editing. Felt like I was looking at two of the same person. But anyways, um, yeah. I am thankful for the way God created me. I'm, I just think that's, you know, I was making fun of myself on Sunday, the calves and the calf knots. But <laughs> it's just part of just embracing, this is my right. unique bend. Right. This is my, my the contrast, the color I bring to the table. And that's a beautiful thing. The next one, I am thankful for my friends and family. That is today just the overwhelming sense 
I'm so grateful for, you know, you're only as rich as your relationships. And so if you have great relationships, you're, you're living a great life, you know, and today's that day to go, wow, I have friends that love me. I have friends that are for me. I have friends that want to see me succeed. I have friends that are, you know, wishing I was with them today. My family members, I'm really grateful for them today. The next one, I am thankful for all the things God is doing that I can't see and I don't know about. Again, it's, it's that future mindset. It's that belief that God's doing things in the background, in the shadows. It's cheesy, cliche. I'm playing checkers. He's playing chess. Right. He's he's moves ahead of me. Right. And I think that. I believe that. I, I'm really, all you know, it's praising before you can see it, touch mm. it, feel it, smell it. It's before you have that amazing relationship, amazing opportunity, amazing, you know, trip, whatever it is. I'm thanking God he's doing things that wow. I, I don't even know about them. Right. Yet. He's setting things up. Yeah. You know, it, he's moving things around yeah. for my betterment. I don't even know about it. So thank God. I am thankful for my health. I don't think we've ever been more aware of how important health is. Health is such a big deal. Again, I'm going cheesy. But health is wealth. And, you know, when you're healthy, especially in this climate, in this era of COVID, so many sicknesses going around our city in particular. It right. feels like there's a lot of people getting sick. If you're healthy, you woke up today healthy, praise God. Thank God. Don't take that for granted. The next one, I am thankful that I am already loved and accepted. I think this is a powerful uh, affirmation of gratitude because I'm not striving for affirmation. I'm not striving to be accepted. Right. I'm not pushing the boundaries so that I can feel loved. I'm already mm. loved. And to know that I'm accepted, it's even really though good. I've got blemishes, I've got mistakes, I've got issues like everybody, I'm, I'm a work in progress, just like, you know, all of us are. Right. But, but the fact that I'm, I'm, I don't have to earn that love or earn that acceptance, I can just receive that with all my inadequacies and feel that I'm really loved. Mm. That's a beautiful thing. I'm really thankful today. And I can sense that the next one, I'm thankful for my city. Hello. I don't know where you're streaming in from and uh, streaming. It's like, Chad, we're not at Netflix. We're not, Netflix. At, we're not at Hulu today, bro. It's a podcast. <laughs> I'm on a jog right now. I don't know where you're listening from <laughs> in the world, but I love my, I've never loved Los Angeles more than I do. I love the people. I love the city. I love the smells. I love the way it moves. I love our culture. I love our diversity. I love everything. I even love our traffic. People go, how do you tolerate the traffic in Los Angeles? I love the traffic. It means there's a lot of people here. And so I love the opportunity of my city. And so I think wherever you are, embrace your city. Embrace where you live. Love where you live. Be planted there. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And if you could do that, I mean, you you were happy. Where were you in West Texas? Uh, South Texas. South Texas. What's your city again? McAllen. McAllen. Yeah. It's really down I've there. only been to Brownsville. It's an hour away from That's Brownsville. as close as I got to the Wanster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nate Dog, tell everybody where you're from. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a small town south of Seattle called Puyallup. Okay, let's not call it so small. It's it's a roaring metropolis, brother. <laughs> Huge. It's where I met you. I love Puyallup. But you know, I was just as happy in Puyallup as it was Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. It's you know, I did, to be honest. Right. I was just as happy there as I am right here because, you know, I think God gives you a burden. He gives you a heart. He gives you a love for your city. Yep. And you see it as it's a it's an amazing place. I think 
Let's have that attitude today. Two more. I am thankful for those who God has placed over my life. This is a big deal. For me, I think about my pastor, Pastor Judah and Chelsea Smith. I'm thankful for them today. I'm thankful for our board right. of elders that I submit my life to, Pastor Dave Patterson, Pastor uh, Rich Wilkerson Jr., and, and, and Pastor Jude Fuquay. I submit my life to them. I'm accountable to them. I'm under submission of them. Um, Julia as well. You know, we're equally submitted. I'm, I, I just find so much comfort being under authority. Right. I would feel so vulnerable. Right. If I was the authority, I'm under God's authority. I'm under the authority of scripture. I'm under people. And it's a beautiful thing. And I think when you can have that appreciation for your, for your oversight, it's a real biblical thing in my opinion. Yeah. And in, in, you know, great leaders, what are they first? Great leaders are first great followers, right? If you can follow really, really well, you can lead really, really well. I would rather a lot of times be a follower. In other words, I would rather be told what to do. Mm. Like I'm getting ready for this right. LA marathon right. and I'm texting with Hannah Minardi. He's putting my, she's tell a, me what to do. Yeah. Just tell me what to do. Yeah. Okay. I'm 17 weeks out. Tell me what to do. She's like, well, do you want to do this or do that? I go, listen, tell me what to do. <laughs> Cause I like, I would like to follow directions. That's why I like Bible reading. Right. This is what the Bible says. It's what we're going to do. So I'm really thankful. Have that spirit, have that mm. attitude today. I don't tolerate authority in my life. So many people have a, a problem with authority. Right. You'll never have authority if you don't first submit to authority. So that's good. how authority happens. And the last one, I am thankful for the influence God has given me. My God, I do not take it for granted. I don't take it lightly that we get to sit here, record a podcast, and hopefully infuse some hope and some love and some yep. faith and some leadership into you know people all over America, all over the world. I don't take that for granted. Right. The, the, the moment you are negligent with your influence, you lose it. Yeah. By the way, any of us can lose influence. Yeah. Right. And I'm not talking about just followers. Or, or by, by the way, fame is elusive because you can be famous and not have influence. Mm. So just because you're known does not mean you have influence. You have to have respect. You have to have an audience to have influence. Wow. And so I think, you know, the more I am careful and, and, you know, it's like influence is a currency. Right. And so the way you look after your money and you look at your accounts, that's how you should look at your influence. Don't just, you don't throw it away. Don't put, so that's why they say in leadership, your no is more powerful than your yes. It's like having a budget. Yep. I know I'm not going to spend my money everywhere. I'm not going to spend my influence everywhere. I'm going to really make good. investments of where I know I'm going to have a return. So I'm thankful today. You should be wherever you're at in life. I don't care how many followers you have, where you're at, what, what you're leading. You're a coach. You're a business owner. You're, you're a leader in the church. Whatever you do, you have great influence. Be grateful today. Wow. Someone with all the flaws and the issues that we have still, we've got a measure of influence. That's unbelievable. And we're really grateful. Okay. Those are the 10. Thanksgiving Day, thankful affirmations. We're going to toss it over to Nate Dog. Nate's got a few. Again, this is just bonus stuff, man. It's just bonus. We're, we're just flowing. That's it. By the way, I'm so much more into the audio podcast than the video. I kind of like it more, too. It feels so much more podcasty. Conversational? Yes. Cameras take away from that. Cameras make you perform. Yes. Cameras make you turn it on. I'm this, not this feels performing. Yeah, this feels more fun. Maybe we're just gonna get rid of. Well, we only got. 
Yeah, anyways. Okay. <laughs> Juan's like, wait, wh- what will I do? <laughs> well, Juan's like, okay, well, here I am with my turkey and Sprite, and I've got nothing to do. Okay, Nate Dog, take it away. What do we got? All right, I just have a few uh, maybe follow-up questions, some thoughts as you were going through those affirmations, some things that I had thought of. And, yep. And um, the first one is this, and I think it's really interesting. We have one day a year to mm. be specifically thankful for. Mm. We should be thankful. Every I love these 10 affirmations. I think they should keep going. Yeah. People should just keep them on their phones even after this challenge. Right. Um, but I'm curious, what are the things that you have con- that you have to constantly address in your life mm. that drain you of your gratefulness? Like tomorrow, mm. it's it's the opposite of Thanksgiving. Yep. It's like we're, it's Black Friday. We actually want to go get more stuff. Yeah. You know, the opposite of contentment. Contentment. Like what mm. is that for you? What are those things that drain you of gratefulness and how can we watch out for those? I think one thing that really drains me of my gratitude is social media. Mm. Social media can zap away wow. all of the, I can that fast. I can go, wow, they seem like they're doing better than me. Wow. They're having more fun than me. They're, they're getting more opportunity than me. You know, just a natural thing. You bump your life up against it's 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 a cliche saying but you know we compare our lowest moments or let's call it another term our real life mundane moments to people's highlight reels right and 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 so i think you got to go into you know social media i think with a healthy perspective right and go on like i do the same thing as they do i only share the best right with filters you know, think we took 50 Edits. photos, yeah. we edited this thing, we favorited the best one, and I'm putting out an impression. And the reality is I changed diapers today. I had to put my kid in timeout. I had made had to make my son go back to bed four times. Like, the, yeah. humans are humans. Right. We all have the human need. There are no superheroes. So I think something that can drain me and keep me away from my gratitude. I'm thankful for today. I'm mm. thankful for the way that God made me. I'm thankful for the future. Is if you approach social media and you're not in strength. Wow. And you don't have that. You can sometimes forget. Oh, that everybody's just like me. Right. That's such good perspective. Do you feel like in today's age, like, can you break a cycle? So is it realistic even to take a step away from social media? It just feels like so much of my life. Yeah, I, I, I think you have to in, in spurts. We were just talking about John Mark Comer, you know, and, and, and looking up his account. You showed me just, you know, he's taking a nine-month break. I have never once taken a break from social media and regretted it. Wow. I've never thought, man, I miss what everybody's doing. I've only felt the opposite. I've only been like, thank God. Mm. I feel so good about my kids and my marriage and my life and my church. And I've never taken a break from social media and been like, like you know what I really miss? I miss refreshing 50 times a day. Like never. I've never felt that way. Right. You know, so so it's like we got to be smart about it. So I'm trying to find weekly times that I get away. I'm trying to find more of a rhythm. And I'm, and I'm trying to be more honest with myself of like, this is a real distraction from the mission of my life. Wow. And I'd rather live on mission than be distracted. Wow. Do you, do you get the notification on Sundays? Your screen time notification. Oh gosh, it, there's nothing better than when that thing says your screen time is down. down. I don't care if it's one percent. Yes, and but but what messes me up is if I travel. So because you're know, watching Netflix on or I'm phone. watching yep. a plane or I'm on the phone emails or something like that, you know. So uh, if it's a travel week, I just throw out the percent. Yeah. 
But a normal week, I'm trying to... <laughs> Recently, I got my notification. I was down two weeks ago, I think it was. I was down 55% down. And Jeez. I was like, let's go. That's what I'm talking about. It feels so good. Oh, it's because, you know, to, that that is saying to me that 55% represents productivity. Right. I That means I was getting stuff done. Meetings. Because if I'm on my laptop, I'm not on social media. Right. I'm, I'm working, writing, meet, you know, people. Right. So, yeah. I've, I've only met social media managers who do social media on their computer. You're a different type of person if you're on Instagram on your computer. Right, right. Yeah, you're yeah, exactly, exactly. That means you get paid to do that. Yes, yes. Okay, next one. Um, I, I love what you're saying, you know, embrace your awkward. Yeah. And I, I've, I've grown up saying this. I've heard other people say this, you know, addressing their flaws. And they just go, oh, that's just who I am. Oh. You know, it's like, no, Hate come that. on. That's, that's not who you come are. Come on, man. Yeah. How do you differentiate? Could this is how God made me? Yeah, I should embrace it. Or, okay, this is my personality trait, but this yep. is more family tradition, or yep. you know, influence than it is anything else. Well, one of my favorite things that Craig Rochelle says is, "Your weaknesses are no laughing matter." So when you say, um, "This mm. is just who I am," um, are you saying that about a strength or about a weakness? Because if it is a strength, this is just who I am. I'm just good at basketball or I'm just good at tennis. You know, this new Serena and Will Smith movie, or I'm yeah. just good at writing music. Then there's a strength. Great. God gave you a grace. But if it's a weakness, mm. it's no laughing matter. So I think, you know, I think whenever I've heard people say that it is in defense of a weakness or like something right. that's really unhealthy and they don't know how to bring health to it, bring strength to it. So they just are kind of going like, hey, I'm just, you got to accept me. As I am. As I am. And I don't think that's fair. And I don't think that's funny. I don't think that get. It's a defense mechanism. It's saying I'm too insecure and I'm too broken to face this issue that obviously you're aware of and I'm aware of is not right. Yeah. This is not well. And I... So I don't think it's a it's a smart way to 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 look at life. I don't think it's a... uh, I don't think it's fair to your family, friends, or your coworkers. To go, this is true, wow. who I am. I think it's better to say the better option is to say, I recognize this is something I need to work on. Yeah. And I'm committed to growth. If you said that, everybody go, you got grace with me. Mm. You got, you got a pass here. You got compassion. You got mercy. You got empathy now. But you'll create walls of division if you go, this is just who I am. Right. And then your family's like, well, you're saying that you don't want to grow. You don't want to get better. Right. When we're all going, Please yeah. get better <laughs> on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, it's like the the phrases "Don't judge me" and "In all due respect." You know, whatever is going to follow those statements. Yeah, up, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's never like good. What's coming next? Yeah, yeah. Was that? Yeah. There is no respect here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Let's work on. I love. What was that? What was that quote? One more time from Craig Rochelle. He's he says your weaknesses are no laughing matter. So I've been around weak leaders that go like, Haha, this is just my. I've got the gift of, you know, this and everybody's going like, bro, you're acknowledging that it's not good and it's right. not healthy and you're calling it a gift and you're laughing, but we're not Jeez, because this is disruptive to our ego. This is, this is crippling to our belief in you as a leader. Wow. It's not a laughing matter. Wow. You know, you do this so well. I love what you're saying. You're grateful for the people that you're underneath the yeah. authority you're under. Yeah. And being under you for so long, I love that you'll call me into an office and say, hey, mm. this is something you need to work on. Mm. 
and maybe I even knew it already existed. Yeah. Just calling it out in the open. Oh my gosh. You know, yeah, Julia has never brought something up to me that I'm like, wait, I need to work on that. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is like, we all have weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite books on leadership is the dark side of every leader. Every mm. leader has a dark side. Every leader has strengths and weaknesses. That's just the bottom line. Look at the Enneagram. Why is the Enneagram gone crazy? Because we go, wow, a two is this. And when right. they are great, when they're healthy in strength, they go to this. Mm. They also are this. In weakness, they go to this number. We all, when we're good, have a have a health strength and a weakness. Right. And so we have to be aware. There's a dark side to every leader. That's why I think it's very imperative for young leaders that, you know, when you look at your leader, it's like, you know that whole saying, the king has no clothes. So most people, there's, they lack self-awareness. Mm. So most, so a lot of leaders are, struggle with knowing what their weakness is. Right. Yep. So, so they don't have anybody around them that says, you realize this is going on. But I think when you're under a leader, you have to appreciate and you have to identify. I know my leader is really good at this. Yep. And this is their strength. And I recognize that they have weaknesses just like me. Right. So I know that I want grace and I want covering for my weakness. Mm. How how dare I not cover them in their weakness? Wow. Cuz we cuz we're all humans. Wow. So just as long as I can identify, here's where you're really good and just mm. like me, there's room to grow. So I, if I give you margin, I can give myself margin. Wow. But if I don't give myself margin, I'll never give you margin. So we all man, Juan, how much room do you need to grow? You sitting here on Thanksgiving having Sprite and turkey, dog? Yeah, you need, yeah, it's, it's not good. We, we got a lot of growth to do, yeah. but we all do. Yeah, and yeah. and I think you got to recognize that. Yeah, I think you know, reading leadership books and blogs, you know, growing up in in leadership, I would always hear this thing: staff your weaknesses. Yeah, and it almost seemed like an excuse. That's it. Not to grow, not to get better. Yeah, just grow out what you're already strong at. Just staff. Yeah, your weaknesses, and that just sounds so backwards. Well, I agree with it to a certain extent, of course. Sure. Like I'm not, I'm not super, super administrative. Right. I can think of things to a certain extent, but so yeah, I'm going to staff my weakness. But that does not mean that I just write off checks for my weakness and you go deal with it. Yeah. No, it's like I'm going to resource this weakness, mm. but I'm also going to do my best to improve. Yeah. And be the healthiest version of myself. What what I'm hearing you say is, is if, yes, we're gonna staff our weaknesses, but I'm still responsible for my. That's weakness. right. That's right. Take your what what who doesn't want to follow a leader, that will take responsibility for their actions. Like I was thinking about this, you know, there's a football coach recently that you know made some mistakes, and did something that's just a big it's a big no no, and the moment he stands up in front of that podium and says, you know, I just gotta own my mistake here. He has to go in front of the team and own that. He needs to go in front of the owners and own that, front office, his coaching staff. You, you know, the whole saying, your, your authority is in your authenticity. If people can sense you're really owning your weakness and really owning your failure, people go, oh, man, you're good. I, I have weaknesses. Yeah. I make mistakes. But what are relationships built off? Trust, respect, and communication. So I trust you. I respect you. Because you communicate not just about strengths, but you also acknowledge what we can all see. Right. Yeah, it actually makes me more confident in that leader. I I want to follow that. You get empathy. Yeah. You get compassion. You get mercy. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next question. 
And I don't know how many more of these you want to do, but let's do two more. Okay, perfect. Uh, I wrote this down, and you know, thankful for what. Oh, my phone just died. That's okay. <laughs> thankful for what God has planned for us in the future. Yeah, that affirmation. Mm. Uh, I was having some conversations with some people who just, to be honest, were struggling with their faith, mm. and they're finding it hard to feel as if God was there mm. or was planning something for their future. Mm. So the question that we had is: Is faith a choice? Do you get to do you choose to believe, mm. or is it something more than that? Mm. Is faith a choice, or do you choose to believe? Well, this is a leadership podcast, first of all. <laughs> we just brought in okay, a well, lot of theology. We can, we can go like this. We can go like this. Maybe you're underneath some. You're underneath leadership, and yeah. you have maybe you're new to a place. Mm. Yeah, you just moved from city to a new church or something, mm. a new organization. Mm. You haven't seen the qualities mm. that you want to see yet. Can you still choose to treat them? Mm. with the same respect as if as someone else that you have seen proven mm. and shown shown their worth. Mm. Well, I think trust is built over time. Mm. You know, just like culture. But I think, you know, you 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 life is lived within such a tension. It's like I have to believe the best about others constantly. You have to believe the best and I and I trust you and believe the best until I don't. Mm. But I think you know, one of the great things about being a leader is you have to exercise discernment. And so I have to make, you know, I don't want to make, um, what was that movie that came out years ago here in LA that was such a good crash? Like Crash is a whole movie about, Jeez. you know, stereotypes mm -hmm. and making, you know, Malcolm Gladwell calls it thin slicing. And you're making these judgments, right? Um, I think leadership, you're constantly making decisions off discernment, decisions off of judgment. And, um, and that's really good. Uh, cause what do you have to do as a leader? You have to always see the difference between someone that can soar and someone that will never fly. Wow. Who's, who's going to really go to the next level. So when I'm walking around, I'm always trying to go like, who should I be talking to? Right. Who are the leaders? Who are the people that are worth investing into? Mm. You know, so you got to make a lot of decisions. So I think, you know, when, if you're someone that's new in a new context, you've come to a new place, I think that you have to do your best to believe the best, hope the best, but also exercise discernment at the same time that, you know, if you see something, hear something, feel something, sense something, then it, you, that brings caution. Wow. You know, it's like right. the Bible would say this way, lay hands on no men suddenly. Why does it say that? Because it's saying don't advance somebody too early. Wow. Don't trust someone too quickly. So I believe the best, but I, I need time to trust. Right. You know, it's like in our in our uh, field of work, we do not work with spiritual uh, a spiritual novice, someone that is new. Yep. Why? Why is why is that such a big biblical principle in our world? Because in our world, and I think this translates to all fields, I have to allow people to earn respect, and usually that's based off experience. So it's like in dating, right? It's like, I believe you should date for six months. Why? Because in six months, after six months, I'm going to know who you are. Right. I've seen you hangry. <laughs> I've seen you flustered. I've seen you stressed. I've seen you. We've had conflict and we, we, it, it told me whether you can bring resolution or not. You know, you really know just, it just takes time. Yeah. Okay. Last question for you. Yeah. I think this has been so good. Um, okay. It's because it's audio. It's because it's, it's, yeah, there it is. We got one in the background. Yeah. Okay. Last question is for people who, you know, we'll go, we can use Thanksgiving for this, right? 
we had pre-COVID, pre-pandemic Thanksgiving, people coming together, life looked way different. Yep. And then now, just the reality, people are, it's more difficult to travel. Yep. And how do you fight to stay grateful knowing that what used to be... Oh, man. This is it. Looked better, you know, felt this is better. This is it. How do you... Instead this of going backwards, how do you, you know, how do you fight that? This is it. You know, I, I, I think that um, this right here, you know, it, 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 it reminds me of a, of a proverb. A proverb says, a hope deferred makes the heart sick. I think we're dealing with that in our culture. Mm. That the hope of what people were building, businesses, lives, communities, teams in our context, church was so great and it's been decimated. So how do you deal with that? A sick heart or disappointment? Really, that's what it is, is disappointment, leading through disappointment. All of us have disappointment. All of us have been handed cards that are like, I mean, you know, it's kind of crazy. Next week, Georgia's turning 10. And, and, And so I've been for 10 years taking care of somebody that represents the disappointment of a diagnosis mm. or, or a situation. Right. So all of us have to face disappointment. I think that's, it's the whole saying in life. Again, this is a, another cheesy one, but <laughs> life is not about what happens to you. Mm. It's about how you respond to what happens to you. It's about taking the cards that I've been dealt and playing them to the best of my ability. So I think this is what makes great leaders failure. Mm being uh in a situation like a job where it's like are you kidding me i lost so much i lost so much job's story gives me great hope because if i can remain we can use the word positive here mm. or hope filled or if and i can hang on i know that like i don't ever worry about zoe or you know for for me the life i was living before covid right because I just know that God can bring double. Right. They can bring twofold. And it's not, it's always about making, that's why I love these affirmations, these Thanksgiving affirmations, because it's about a mindset. It's about, it's about finding a way to go, you know, um, it's not what it was. I don't think it ever will be. Yep. And I'm glad because I've got to find a way to carve out success, carve out fruitfulness in this wow. context. And so how do I get excited about th- this new opportunity in this right. new season, in right. this new con, you know, if I, if I always think back and bump up what used to be to what is, I'll cheat my today. I will totally bypass today because I'll always be bumping it up against this. Wow. It's like, there's a proverb here, Proverbs four, do not look, it says this, do not look to the right or to the left. Don't look behind you or in front of you. Be in the moment. Be present. And that allows me to go like, man, who cares? Yeah. What ha- I'm excited about today and the moment and these people. And so that is a big question. I think a lot of leaders out there are dealing with crushed spirits. Yeah. It's just bummer. But you know what? Okay, it happened. What are we going to do? We've got a lot of time ahead of us. Life is really long. We've yeah. been talking about this. Life is long. Yep. You never know where it'll take you. Jeez. And so, look, there's some people who are killing it right now. Right. So what are they doing? 
Right. This is the best they've ever had. What, what What are you doing that? What are you doing that? Uh, what are they doing that you're not? Yeah. <laughs> I had coffee with a guy this morning. He's gonna come on leadership leaning soon, and he goes uh, as we're leaving. He's like, "Did you listen to my album?" How, he's a he's a NBA trainer. I go, "You have an album?" He goes, "I put out a motivational mixtape. It went out. It's number one in motivation." So he sent me the thing I put in the car, and it's like this rapper guy's got beats, but it's his voice, and he's saying things that are just totally my language. Like, he's like, "Are you ready to grind today?" <laughs> he's like, "Are you ready to?" Get? He's like, "If you don't have the resource, go get the book. If you don't feel like you're in shape, let's exercise today. If you don't feel like I'm just like all those trigger words yeah. of like, let's go, right? Get it. I have no excuse. No, it's work ethic, right?" Yeah. Yeah, we have no excuse. So, you know, I love that question. And and I face that. I face that, of course. You know, man, we was going so good. It was so fun. (laughs) We were, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, don't fall into that trap. What a trap. That's such an Egyptian, uh, Israelite mindset. Right. Oh, if we could go back at least, you know, we had melons. And man, I want to go back. And the wilderness is hard. It's like, no, bro. Did you ever have fresh Nikes? Did you ever have manna fall from heaven? Right. Did you oh back there? Did you have pillars and clouds? No, you didn't. So you you're you're miss you're missing the miracle of the moment wow. comparing to the comfort of, of what used to be. Yep. It's like no 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 have your eyes on the promised land. Jeez. Yeah, so good. I I saw a tweet the other day. I don't remember who it was by, but it was a retweet and it said, uh, I, I saw someone today, uh, two pastors on Twitter today, one said, Praise God, we just hit five hundred people for the first time in person. Yeah. And the other one it was like I can't believe we only had 500 people. Yeah, sure. And it's like the same number. Yeah. It's just perspective. It's all, oh, man. And I think a lot of it goes back to uh, what Colin Henderson says, FOPO, fear of other people's opinion. If that's a driving factor. Jeez. So it's not even a lot of people that want what they had so that they could be back to that strength. It's, I feel like I there you go back to that status not that strength yeah it's like no your identity is stronger than that it's not wrapped our our identity is not wrapped up in an outcome wow my identity is not based in performance wow my identity is based in character and values that's it that's it thank you for joining us on this special Thanksgiving this is we're gonna do more audio stuff we're gonna say Juan's in. What, what, else you got, what else do you got? What else do you got going, bro? You got a sprite and, I and, a, and a yeah, Popeye's turkey too. It's, <laughs> it's, it's rough. Yeah. We love you. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll be back with episode fifty-six next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah.